Hey, it's Feo J and you're tuned into The Motion, where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is due to get your emotions in motion. Each week, I'm joined with at least two guests with conflicting opinions, and they engage in a little bit of tug of war with my opinion, hoping to sway my vote to their side of the motion. Today's topic is should Afrobeats be renamed to Niger Beats? Now, before any non-Nigerians tune out, this is not a war of whose music is the best. But as Afrobeats gains more and more global acclaim, the media image is so closely linked to the faces of the most popular Nigerian artists. And this was made even more evident with a recent Billboard article painting Tiwa Savage, David O and Mr. Easy as the most popular faces of music in Africa. Not Nigeria, but Africa. And so that made me wonder, is there need for closer specification to allow for other African sounds to trend? Or would that just lead to more division and more confusion? I definitely would not be doing this alone and I have to put out like a thousand disclaimers. The only connection I have to Afrobeats is that Tilwa Savage is my auntie who won't claim me because I highly <laughs> doubt she remembers a picture we took when I was 10. But anyway, the point is I am not an expert. <laughs> if So with me, I have Lagosian Faye Kemi. Oh my God. Hi guys. Co-host of the FNS Uncensored podcast where they discuss anything Nigerian pop culture or just anything that interests them. And we also have Nairobi's finest, Nyla Aroni. Hi. You're like Twitter famous, aren't you, Nyla? Basically, yeah. To sum it up concisely. (laughs) I try, I try. Humility will not win you this debate, Nyla. But as you can see, we have some star-studded international guests for you today. Bayukemi will be arguing that Afrobeats should remain as Afrobeats and Nyla the opposite side. Before I get them on their feet with some questions, they're just going to give a brief summary of what they think and why. Let's get into these opening statements. Afrobeats should not be renamed Niger Beats simply because Afrobeats is the catch-all term for any type of music coming out of Africa. I understand because Nigeria is the face of Afrobeats. It's very easy to believe that Afrobeats is, you know, solely Nigerian music, but that's completely false. You also have to pay homage to, like, all the Angelique Kidjo and, you know, Maria Makiba, and then who, like, Masakela, all these South African artists and you know not all Nigerian music is Afrobeats anyway so I remember I used to argue that they should stop terming every song that comes out of Africa or Nigeria as Afrobeats because sometimes it's actually not Afrobeats we have Odunsi we have Santi they're not necessarily Afrobeats but they come out of the quote-unquote Afrobeat um, hub the Nigerian hub the Nigerian music industry Afrobeats should be renamed or rather stylized as Niger beats or Nigerian music because as African music or music out of the continent becomes more visible in the globalized sphere it's kind of become you know just a catchphrase or a buzzword for every genre coming out of the continent within the music sphere there needs to be a more concerted effort in nuance and recognizing and paying homage to just different sounds different styles respectively coming out of different regions and different countries so your opening statements have definitely brought out two distinct but quite similar angles of this debate and that's that there are musicians who are making afrobeats music who aren't nigerian but tend to get overshadowed by the presence of nigerians in the scene and on the flip side you have artists making different kinds of music all over africa who sort of just get lumped into this afrobeats genre so now i'm just going to explore these themes further with some open questions to you both 
how important do you think genres are these days? Because I think even bigger than Afrobeats, we're seeing artists feel like they get misgenred. For example, Tyler the Creator thinking Eagle wasn't a rap album, but it was in the rap category at the Grammys. I do think there's two sides to the coin. First side is putting artists in the box can kind of disrupt like their sense of you know fluidity and that their sense of experimentation but on the flip side and a side that holds like a lot of currency is that genres can be a focal point for collective memory you know music itself can be something that we turn to to reflect like on our oral histories i'm just looking at black american history with music if we look at genres like blues bluegrass or jazz and how that's associated with the american like civil rights movement genres can be a sense of like cultural preservation where artists like modern artists will be able to look to the past for like a sense of inspiration i'll give you an example with what i'd say is a contemporary genre in east africa or sub-saharan africa known as bongo flavor which may not be as hyper visible in west african or south african communities but it pays homage to a lot of arab and you know, East African music influences, which is known as Tarab. Coming with that East African knowledge. And Faye Kemi? Obviously, genres are very important because every song has a different genre and not just Afrobeat. Adding Afro to like a genre, so Afro R&B or Afro pop doesn't, that's more or less like putting us in a box and making it seem like you know, we must be under the Afro category, which, yeah, I don't believe in. And another thing is that people confuse Afro beats with Afro beat, which is without the S, and that's the fella genre. So it's like, they're different types of music. So what would you, like, put or don't see in all of those, like, Spyboy DML? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, all of those yeah. artists. So to me, I thought they were termed as Afro beats because whenever you see them in global playlists, like, they're sort of forced into that genre. Someone like Fireboy, like you said, is the general, like, quote-unquote, Afro-pop or Afro-R&B or whatever. I don't know how to explain. Like, it's the mainstream Afro-beat, quote-unquote, sound, but it's not actually Afro... Like, if he was coming from England or from America, he wouldn't be Afro-anything. He'd literally be, like, you know, a pop artist or an R&B artist. Someone like Santi or, like, or Dunsi, they'll be the alternative music, the alternative sound, not necessarily Afro-alternative. Like, what is... I feel like if I wasn't Nigerian, I would not like Nigerians. Yeah, definitely. Where is this coming <laughs> from? Of all the countries in Africa who wouldn't mind being the face of Afrobeats and like every other country's music just going to the side, it would be Nigerians. This is something I too, as a British Nigerian, I'm definitely guilty of. Whenever I meet someone black in London, my first assumption is they're Nigerian. <laughs> if they change. That's just me being real. And I think that's so problematic. Looking at countries like the Caribbean, you have, you know, reggae, you have bashment, you have dance hall, you have all those different genres coming out, which are associated with the Caribbean. But I honestly think solely because of the language that it's not like Jamo beats or, you know, Caribbean hall. I know it sounds so simple, but I think that it actually is the reason why these sounds are able to triumph globally without being boxed into such a small island such as the Caribbean. Africa is plagued with this whole idea of being one. It would be beautiful if it was a positive thing. So when you have people like going on gap years to like Africa, that whole Africa being seen as, <laughs> as like a country rather than a continent. And so I feel like literally just because of that reasoning, having that term Afrobeat, so then even Afrobeat, it's so confusing how is there just one one letter 
distinguishing those two genres. Do you get what I mean? Exactly. I feel like when Bella started, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was like the first proper proper artist to come out of nigeria and actually you know go really global so i think because his sound he told us that his sound was afrobeat you know how lazy the west is when it comes to like africa and like african yeah. countries so they just thought you know what fella biggest artist out of africa right now he's a afrobeat artist so uh, all of them just make afrobeats and i guess we decided to go with the lazy term and here we are today debating something like this how do i say i don't think we've garnered enough respect or like homage in order to like evolve past this need of having like specific genres classified when everybody like thinks of classic reggae you know the first person that comes to mind is bob marley and there's no doubt about it that proper roots reggae originated from jamaica and so now that there's that recognition, you know, people in the Caribbean have sort of evolved, even though there's this like sense of unity or sense of solidarity, you still know where things originate from and they're still given like their appropriate respect. So it's kind of like affirmative action, if that makes sense. Like in order for all of us to be at like the same level playing field, we need to give certain places, cough, (laughs) East Africa, you know, some (laughs) recognition that we've been deserving of for quite some time what Faye can be said about like the history of afrobeat like sort of started with bella part of me thinks Nyla, like if we do return it do we end up sort of removing that history from it i don't think so i think if anything returning it gives it like more historical accuracy or you know like more recognition so you don't really conflate like its sources when beyonce's the gift came out in her efforts of pushing forward this whole one africa afrobeats album despite lion king heavily referencing you know east african culture kenyan culture there were no kenyan artists on the album no east african no Mm. sub-saharan artists on the album because it would have been different if beyonce was like this is an afrobeats or a nigerian music you know album i don't think anybody would have felt like slighted because at least do it with your chest like say it with your chest don't promote this idea of a united homogenous africa purposefully erasing the rest of us i just typed in afrobeats into google and the first thing that came up was afrobeats the lagosian sound taking over pop and i was just like that's kind of wild lagos not even the nigerian sound the Lagos. yeah not even nigeria exactly it's deeper than just music to me so the average nigerian doesn't really think they're nigerian if that makes sense so like first of all we're everywhere we're literally every country on every continent like we're everywhere (laughs) you can think of lagos is nigeria people don't think of any other i mean we have abuja you have portacot whatever but lagos is the main hub for everything business music fashion art everything so it's easy to just focus on lagos and see the big artists in lagos and use them as the face of afrobeats the truth is that we have so many types of sounds coming out of nigeria out of the country like we have different types of sounds different types of people so i don't really agree with lagos being the face of you know whatever is like going on in like the music or like the media sphere is informed by i'd say hyper visibility Faye Kemi like touched on this but i wouldn't say that like you know hyper visibility is 
a marker of success or a marker of like innovation a recent headline that i came across i think like two days ago that stunned me as well is a very well-known um bongo flavor artist diamond recently his views on youtube surpassed one billion views one billion views is more than burner boy and WizKids total views combined at the end of the day perspective is everything his viewership may not be coming from west africa but his views do show that you know maybe the rest of africa is hyping up his music that's what i think is crazy and that's why like i'm generally split in the middle of this conversation because part of me agrees with faye kemi that like why don't we just dead like just dead all these terms beyonce i love her and you know what i've never obviously say anything against her but <laughs> i feel like americans or like the west sort of covers like these saviors giving our music to us as a gift to us yeah and like you know when you see people dance into nigerian music or Ghanaian music or south african music you're like oh wow this person from america is listening to this song so but then i just feel like we don't do ourselves favors by like sort of taking like whatever carrot we're dangled when i went to um south africa like the the house scene is actually incredible and i think it would actually be like a disservice to them they could either exist as house but south african house or as afrobeats because it's, it's not afrobeats at all and i feel like words are powerful we're all saying like you know there needs to be more representation it's sort of impossible with that term afrobeats exactly are you switching sides for you kevin do you not think that like if there was this term like niger beats or say like west african beats it could let the more alternative sounds do well globally on like a wider scale the truth is that I don't even know why we need a term for music that comes out of Africa or an African country or whatever. Like, ideally, R&B should be R&B here, alternative should be alternative here, blah, blah, blah. But if we must, I wouldn't want Niger beats as well because it's the same thing within Nigeria. Like, we have different sounds. So, I like grime, for example. Grime is known in the UK, but it's not necessarily UK grime. Mm. So, like, why do we need that Afro term, African term behind everything we do? But in the same vein, grime is not UK grime, but then some people do say UK rap. And I feel like whenever you add a country to something, it immediately infantilizes it. Because grime is very much a UK genre. But then UK rap is like, okay, but you'll never just be rap. The difference is that you know grime as UK rap. But then Nigerian music is like ultimately Afrobeats. Why? Why can't, why can't it just be Nigerian music? And but like you Nigerian have, music a little you know, bit like Niger beats? <laughs> yeah but not necessarily i wouldn't know like why like you wouldn't say uk beats you wouldn't say us beats you just say beats quick little intermission before we get into the main debate we have a voice note from one of our listeners Dunny, giving her thoughts on episode three of last season can you be a successful black capitalist without selling out if you want to be featured just send in a voice note to the motion podcast at gmail.com I think it's impossible to build significant wealth within a capitalistic economy without exploiting people to a certain degree. Too often, ensuring high profits in a company means that employee rights or working conditions are sacrificed. That was just like making me think that even for a black capitalist who has good intentions, I think it's really difficult for them to avoid perpetuating inequality while simultaneously building wealth. Capitalism promotes individualism so that myth of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps i think often for 
black capitalists they have to be invested in individualism in order to be successful but it is actually um, privilege and luck not just hard work that makes people wealthy so it's really really important that black capitalists and all capitalists um, should redistribute their wealth this attachment to wealth and security that is promoted by capitalism is really dangerous and I think oftentimes we grow so distracted trying to build wealth and security that we don't put energy towards building up underprivileged communities. And for black capitalists, sometimes these are communities that they used to be a part of. It often makes a lot of us almost shackled to capitalism and that mythic promise of security. So I think with this topic, I definitely have an angel on one shoulder and let's just say a non-angel on the other shoulder. We have some of society who have been benefiting of capitalism for at least 400 years and suddenly we're all just going to wake up together and realise that it clearly hasn't worked for the benefit of everyone. But we're all going to be capped at a level or we're all going to be capped at some class. You know, some of me just wants a little bit of that pie before we all come to this worldly realisation that socialism is the way. But I admit that it's not necessarily the healthiest way to live. I definitely agree that capitalism has a lot of issues and promotes individuality. But I remember seeing something and that is how you spend £100 is how you're going to spend a billion. And so this word sellout is really what's important here. The question is, can you be a person who, when you have £100, you're donating £50 of that and then you go and you start making more and you're donating less? I don't know if it's my optimism or naivety, but I do think that's possible. I think there are a lot of deeper questions questions that we need to stop asking Jeff and start asking ourselves. It's obviously bad to exploit people, but are you keeping the same energy when you're haggling at a market? That's also a form of exploitation. Are you keeping the same energy when you're spending £200 on a Nike trainer, but you expect your black sis to sell it to you for less? Something I resonated with a long time ago, which is put perfectly by the genius that is Twitter, and that is the fact that I get why Harriet did not free all the slaves. I've stopped expecting things from people just because they're black. People who hoard wealth, I feel like they're going to answer to somebody someday and that's not me so what I'm gonna say is bye black if you want to know more about this topic feel free to listen back to this episode but now we're back to today's debate Today's topic has been a lot less clear-cut, but I am no longer a buffer, so Faye, Kerry and Nyla, feel free to go directly at each other. It's now time for the main debate. If you're listening to any other artists, or if you're experimenting with any other genres in different like regions, I know you mentioned like com. I don't know how to pronounce it, but... You need a bit more in your, in your throat. It's like... <laughs> Pardon? You need a bit more like it's it's from the back of your throat. See, I'm not about to do that on mic, but <laughs> you guys get what I mean. So yeah, personally are you um just listening to different African artists around and if not or if you're not listening to them as much as you'd like to, what do you think is limiting like your exposure of these artists like what's limiting your experimentation okay so i listen to other african artists from literally anywhere in the world as long as your music is good but what i've noticed and why i think nigeria is so out there is because nigerians so most of the artists like i don't know if you guys know olamide the rapper or fino the rapper they make music in their native languages so that's why i think they've not gone as global as the other artists that you know sing in English or broken English. So for me, when I listen to other artists from African countries, it's like 
if I can't understand your language and I don't have the time to research what you're saying, I probably wouldn't listen just because I don't like singing what I don't understand. But that's just on me. Let me just understand your point. I understand that we don't even like the term Afrobeats anyway, but like if the term Niger Beats comes to place, what happens to the rest of African music? I think the reaction from like different African regions would sort of just remain the same in the sense that we already have our own names and terms for our music it's sort of the rest of the world that has used or come up with their own labels and called our our music different things when one of my friends came to visit um nairobi over the summer and we went out so we were listening to genge tone which is a fusion of genge music which is sort of like underground hip-hop kind of like rap music with reggaeton to her it was like oh this sounds like reggaeton but we've already been like calling it something else we've already been innovating and thinking of other names to like call you know our music and labeling things in our own style and in our own languages and so it's people from the outside looking in who've placed their own labels on us i don't Mm -hmm. think it would be as much of like a shock value as like people think nyla how important is it for you for like genge ton to do well globally so would you rather it's like you call it genge ton but it sort of just stays within like nairobi or a genge ton artist trend under the term of afrobeats all the things you've said today is the first time i've heard about it from wait, i wrote it down bongo flavor to genge ton not saying that i'm like you know some encyclopedia of african music but do you think it is important for these sounds to be able to trend globally and are they actually able to do this with these terms i think just the label of afrobeats affords like music consumers just this you know easy kind of like pre-packaged easily consumable genre is kind of like you know the equivalent of you know how you'd go to tesco and find like your pre-chopped different veggies in like a stir fry mix that you'd be Mm -hmm. able to buy rather than just chopping everything individually with all these like spotify playlists coming up and all these different ways to consume music i'd say in theory or rather idealistically it would be like fantastic for these artists to you know blow or become popular under their chosen umbrella terms for you know what they call their music but in practice i think in today's way of consuming music it it's just much easier to be commercially successful if we're grouped under this, you know, Afrobeats umbrella, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, it's easily recognizable. It's already kind of like a, you know, catchphrase or like slogan that other people mm-hmm. around the world can like easily identify or like relate to. Honestly, the same kind of applies for Nigeria because we also have, you know, our own type of music. We have High Life, we have Juju, we have Akala. A King Sonia Day, for example, is High Life, Juju, like a mix of whatever. But in the Western world, he's under Afrobeats. But in Nigeria, he's a High Life artist or a Juju artist. It'll be nice for them to go global as their actual sounds and not just under Afrobeats because then that term confuses everyone and like it's every song. That's why they expect every song to be, you know, Afro, you know, with the beats, with the kicks, with the instruments, but no, not every African artist has that kick behind them. 
So I feel like we've reached like a common ground in probably record time for this podcast and have descended into a lot more of a discussion than a debate. And partly that is my fault. I feel like I asked the wrong question at the start. It shouldn't have been, should Afrobeats be renamed as neither beats but just more so should we i think your proposal should change a bit to like defunct quote-unquote afrobeat as a word and let everyone just be you know like you said i honestly can't pronounce the songs from kenya but the ones that naira said and you know the ones from nigeria like let music be music don't box us into something at the same time though i feel like there are two sides to this music conversation because there's obviously like the free-flowing nature of music and art but then there are times where for example did you guys think Burna Boy got snubbed at the Grammys? I would say it's a very subjective question. Angelique Kidrew obviously she deserves it but at the same time I don't know I wouldn't say he was snubbed because she does deserve it but at the same time I would see why they wouldn't want to give it to him if that makes sense. I most definitely think he was snubbed. The world music category in itself by definition is just very outdated sounds that westerners consider ethnic or indigenous or like folk or just basically like non-american music burner boy was played like all over it's definitely like a case of grammys playing catch up with what's going on in the african yeah with the world and what's going on with the african music scene when people portrayed as the other way around. I don't even think that, you know, Burner Boy's album should have been compared, like should have been in the same category of Angelique Kijo. Good music is good music, but they knew that they wouldn't put Burner Boy in the same category as her and pick Burner Boy over her because if they do that, it wouldn't be immediately because that's his first Grammy nomination. So if they did that like next year, I'd be like, ah, okay, so you just, you know, got us a bit gassed with the nomination and then next year he'll win. I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. I feel like as much as we understand that the Grammys isn't everything, I still think it's important to these musicians. And it seems from this conversation that as with most things, it's crossing over to the West that brings the problems. So I just want to ask you guys, because obviously you have the experience of living in both London and Fake Heavy U Lagos and Nyla U Nairobi. Did your perception of music change when you came over here? When I moved back to England, I that was the point where Afrobeats was getting into the spotlight and, you know, people were knowing more about us. I wouldn't say people were copying us, but I noticed that there was a bit more influence on the UK music scene and even the American music scene from Africa, not necessarily from Nigeria. Which is why I don't think Afrobeats should just be Niger Beats. Because honestly, if we're keeping it real, every country has helped in one way or the other put Afrobeats on the map. The term is apparently Afrofusion. I think that's what UK people call their own quote-unquote African sound. That's where I realised that if in England itself we are having the Afro term, then I don't know if there's hope for the rest of the world because everywhere you go you'll be Afro this, Afro that, like that Afro term must always be there. But it's nice to see the influence. It's really nice. It's cute. I would say not my view but rather my appreciation of different types of music i feel like you appreciate things more you know when you're immersed in that culture because music isn't made in a vacuum like it's made by people it's popularized by different groups of people so when you're going to festivals and you're going to different types of clubs and seeing different types of artists live I really do think it makes a difference and so like the inverse of that was when I moved back home and I was kind of like away from like what I knew and now suddenly coming back to 
what I'd always known was familiar just deepened my appreciation for the kind of music that's made, you know, back home in, mm-hmm. you know, Kenya. Yeah. And I always say, like, perspective is, you know, everything. And so instead of looking at African music as, like, the West, you know, looking in, just being back home, it kind of just cemented, you know, that this is my sense of self. Like, this is what I know. Usually, this would be the time where I'd ask you guys to give your final statements and your sort of final opportunities to get me on your side. But I feel like we could all establish that we are all on the same side. And that is that while Afrobeats isn't it, Niger Beats is not the solution. But if you have any final statements to give, now is your chance. As much damage as it's done by boxing us into whatever, it's also done us a great justice because at least people are talking about us and people are now seeing that. I mean, conversations like this, they don't just, you know, happen from thin air. So people know that Afrobeat is not necessarily the term to use for all African music. So it's good that we're talking about things like this. And hopefully one day our fights or our discussions will not be in vain. Couldn't have stated it myself. So I just want to end by saying, you know, the world wants to pit us African countries against each other. But here we've had one Nigerian, one Kenyan and one British Nigerian all come to the same conclusion, which is that let us be. Yeah, literally let us breathe and let us be, please. With that, the motion is closed. And as a final note for myself, I just want to urge you guys to check out some of the genres that have been mentioned by Faye Kemi and Nyla. Bongo Flavor, Genge Ton, High Lime Juju, Akala. You know what I mean? Look at me being all cultured now. I am now a changed person from this conversation. So follow in my lead and go and educate yourself as well. We will be back next week. Follow us on Instagram at the motion underscore tweet us at the motion pod underscore with the hashtag hashtag the motion pod send us voice notes the motion podcast at gmail.com and have a great week When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.